This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, this is Betting Weekly Extra Time Champions League Edition. It is match week four. So far, Europe's top competition is mirroring what betters are seeing in domestic leagues with an average of just over three goals per game, slightly up. On last season, 31 of the 48 group matches so far have seen over two and a half goals backers win for a level stakes return on investment of 5.9%. We've had 35 minus money favourites, 26 of which have won for an ROI of 11.97%. You're with Dan Roebuck and bringing you more numbers, metrics, stats and, of course, opinion on this season's Champions League are RJ Will White. And Steve Wiss coming up eight games covered with nine official picks. Steve, match day four, reverse of match day three. Should this make it easier for betters? We've got a very recent relevant form line to go on. What do you think? Oh, good day to you, Dan, Will and uh, RJ. Um, yeah, I was just, when I saw this in the itinerary, it made me wonder why they actually do this with the fixtures. You know, um, the normal route would have been just to sort of go back to back, I suppose. Your match day four opponent would be a match day one opponent. But uh, I've always kind of quite liked this because you do have a little bit more of recent form that both teams have obviously played each other recently. So I think um, at the same time, though, sometimes there can be a bit of an overreaction. It's like one team looked good against them a couple of weeks ago. Now they've got to go to the other house and things can be a lot different. So you've got to be careful as well. Will a market swayed? With things like big wins on match day three and suddenly it's a big change for a market for match day four because we've just seen the two go head to head. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, in, in fact, one of the angles I kind of like to look at is to try and tr- take on those overreactions. So I'm I'm on the hunt for the overreactions, really. And I think actually my first pick is probably one of those. Um, but yeah, there is there's more information available, more accurate kind of recent relevant information available to betters. But we've got to remember that's also available for line makers as well. So, RJ, something you take significant uh, notice of if a, a team has done particularly well on a match day three fixture? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, we, we have enough, uh, I think, or, or a decent amount under the belt to uh, to, to have a better idea of, of what you talk talked about in terms of overreaction uh but we also have to look at at seedings at, at this point now that we have you know some teams could could almost uh guarantee themselves through to the next round and, and teams looking for that uh that much needed win for uh future consideration in this tournament so yeah it it, it it's certainly uh a lot of dynamics going on from from this round forward yeah, I think that's fair because suddenly teams need to win to make sure they're still in it for match day five and six. There's Europa League places coming into view as well. Let's kick off the preview, shall we? Um, RJ is going to go first here with Shakhtar Barcelona, 12.45 kickoff Eastern time on Tuesday. Barcelona minus 375, favourite Shakhtar plus 9.50. This, RJ, a game being played in Germany, um, obviously Shakhtar can't play their games in Ukraine. What's the play mm-hmm. for the Tuesday early game? 
Yeah, thanks, Dan. So the play I'm targeting here is Shakhtar versus Barcelona. Shots on target over 9.5 at minus 104. Reverse fixture had Barcelona win 2-1. to one. As you stated, they head to Volkspark Stadion in Hamburg, Germany for this for this match. Uh, Barcelona sitting at the top of Group H with nine points. Shakhtar in third position with three points after three match days. So victory could all but pretty much guarantee Barcelona's progression into the knockout stages. Looking at Shakhtar, um, quite a bit of absentees for, for this match. Um they actually played against Dynamo Kiev over the weekend, winning 1-0, but they had a few uh, notable players uh, take off injury here. So, you know, the, their star and top performer, Danilo Sikon, who scored four times this season, uh, Alexander Zubkov, are expected to lead the attack. On the other hand, Barcelona also have its fair share of injuries, uh, including Sergi Roberto, Frankie de Jong, uh, Robert Lewandowski's should should be available he was batting an ankle injury so their uh their number nine should be in play here uh, last i checked um but looking at this from a stat perspective right it was it was pretty obvious to me uh that this this was a standout play i've been trying to target the props uh for the champions league so average shots per uh per match for both these teams over the last 25 matches in their home and away spots average around 24 shots per match between both sides, we're looking at around 10.2 shots on target, around 6-4 um, Shakhtar typically, and around 6-4 uh, Barcelona on the road. The shots against obviously bring that that total down to around 10.2, but this was the highest shot um, expected for a match in this uh, match day, match day four, you know, it's it's a, it's a match that that Barcelona lo looks to secure their their uh, advancement into the knockout stages. Shakhtar, a big match for them as well, sitting at third. Um, the, both sides are going to come for this match, and I expect this this shot total to get exceeded. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect to see you know fifteen shots, but I could see ten to twelve uh, realistically, which would bring us over the nine point five at a very nice price around even money. So that's that's my first play. That's the first play from RJ over nine and a half shots on target in the Shakhtar Barcelona game. Let's get to Lazio against final 3 p.m. Tuesday uh, for Will. Lazio plus 148. They are favourites here against the final side that, of course, defeated Lazio Will 3-1 on match day three, as you alluded to in the intro. Has there been a bit of an overreaction uh, here? Is the value with the Serie A side over the Eredivisie club? Yeah, Dan, I think this season it's been quite fashionable uh, to back the the Dutch teams that have kind of taken over the mantle from from the Ajax of pre-gone um, um, years. Um, and, and, and Feyenoord did look quite convincing in, in the first game between these two. They, they won 3-1, so the scoreline would suggest that. But the XG battle kind of was quite a bit closer. In fact, the stats I've been looking at show me that Lazio uh, deserved to get at least a draw from that game, which um, actually, as I was following the game kind of on Twitter, most people uh, were following it, commenting on how dominant Feyenoord were. So I'm not I'm not sure exactly how Lazio turned that around, but they seem to, to, uh, to some degree anyway. So really, this bet is uh, is more about going against uh, the underlying metrics. Uh, most people will know that Feyenoord have been very strong this year and Lazio perhaps quite underwhelming, but 
Lazio do have a tradition of overperforming their underlying metrics. So, you know, it's just quite strange to see Lazio, a Serie A team on a, a draw-no-bet line at home to Feyenoord here. Um, I think most years in the past, this line would have been minus a quarter, maybe even minus a half. And I'm not really sure it's um, it's valid for the line to be at draw-no-bet here. It is tough to oppose Feyenoord at the moment. They've won 10 of their last 12. They deserve something away to Atletico in the previous away game in the group stage. They were very good that day. This season, their metrics have been very, very strong. Having said that, they have lost their previous eight Champions League away games. Um, some of those date back to 2002-2003 season, so just how relevant they are is debatable. But personally, I'm not really convinced that they deserve to be on the draw-no-bet line away to a Serie A team in, in, this, in Champions League. Uh, Lazio have been unimpressive. They've only got a marginally positive net XG in Serie A this season. However, one kind of phrase I like to live by when it comes to betting is there's a price for everything, right? And and that kind of couples up with my theory on the uncomfortable bets. I wouldn't say this is a particularly uncomfortable bet, but it definitely is counter trends and counter underlying metrics. So, given we also had a similar um, we had a similar angle of attack on the Lazio Fiorentina game from a couple of week weekends ago, we took advantage of the market being super down and negative on Lazio. And uh, yeah, I'm backing them here to um, to get the better of uh, Feyenoord and with a full stake returned if it, if it ends up being a draw at minus 113. Draw no bet Lazio, the pick against Feyenoord, Serie A, the stronger league. There's no doubt about that. Atleti Celtic next again Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Celtic, a big price dog here. RJ at plus 900. Atleti short at minus 335. Celtic bottom of the group, of course. They need something from their trip to the Spanish capital but they've never beaten uh, Atleti. Uh, talk us through your play here because you think that goals could be on the agenda. I do, Dan. Looking at both teams to score in this match, again, at minus 103, close to even money. Uh, just to touch on the reverse fixture, Celtic 2, Atletico 2. Uh, Atletico went down to uh, Las Palmas uh, over the weekend. They lost 2-1. Uh, to one. Uh, And Celtic extended their unbeating run across... All competitions, uh, the last six matches, four wins, two draws, with a 3-0 win against Ross County uh, to extend their pretty uh, pretty strong lead in the Scottish Premiership table. Uh, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Rogers, manager of Celtic, made quite a few changes uh, for their second lead game in, in just four days of, of short order, right, to uh, kind of save his, his standouts for this fixture. Uh, hopefully a calculated risk that works because they took care of Ross County thrill three nil um, with, with pretty easy work. And the interesting uh, stat here, and just to look at the, the table, Atletico Madrid sit in second place with, with five points after three match days, as you said, Celtics sit at the bottom with just one point and um, Atletico kept a clean sheet in just one of their last 11 competitive home victories, right? For that matter. And uh, that, that was an interesting trend. I'm not a big trend person here, but we, we look at Celtic in a, in a desperation state. Uh, Atletico Madrid, you know, striving to get closer to the knockout stages. Certainly no guarantee there. Feyenoord with six, Lazio right behind them with four. And if things pan out to the, the way Will may see it, um, you know, Atletico Madrid definitely have some pressure here. Um you know, despite despite the draw in the reverse fixture, they're just one point away, as I stated, from the top spot in, in Group E. 
And, you know, Atletico's recent form in all competitions with five wins in the last six matches uh, outside of their loss against Las Palmas over the weekend have them in quite good standing. The odds makers obviously feel as though that Atletico should handle Celtic um, fairly easily. Um, you know, Celtic, as I stated, on the other hand, yet to secure the, any any. Um, well, they have one point so far. So even though they've struggled uh, internationally, they have been you know, a force domestically. And I, and I think because of, uh, their desperation, their recent win resting the stars, you know, I do like, I do like Celtic to get on the board, especially with Atletico Madrid, not really being as tight as you would expect. Um, and the stats also suggest that both sides should get on the board here. So again, both teams to score a minus one Oh three is the play. Shade under even money for RJ's pick. Both teams to score yes in the Atleti-Celtic game. Atleti maybe not as tight at the back. I think that's a fair comment. Milan-Paris next up again, Tuesday, 3pm. Um, Will, you're tackling this one for us. Milan, without a goal in the Champions League this season, it, it is an incredible drought. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain, on the other hand, always seems to score in Champions League group game uh, fixtures. have got competition record, in fact, um, but you are playing the unders. Milan potentially swaying you in this way. How do you see it? Yeah, I think if uh, if Pioli wants to get a goal, at least a goal in this game, he's going to have to give up on that midfield of uh, Rade Krunic and uh, Pobega. I think he's just been far too defensive so far. And um, we've spoken about Milan being reliant on Rafael Liao quite a lot before on this show. And I think it's quite apparent now, like you said, that yet to score in the group stage. They only created 0.87 of XG against Udinese over the weekend. Um, and I'm just not sure how much attacking threat they have to offer versus this super experienced PSG defense. You know, 2.75 goals is a high goal line. You know, it's not a 2.25 line that we're looking at here. And, and how much are Milan going to contribute towards that? I think we've spoken about PSG quite a lot on this show before as well. Obviously, they are starting to tick. They've won the last five games. They've scored three goals in each of those games. A couple of those games, they were quite flattered to score three goals, I thought. Against Milan, actually, in the last round, they only generated 1.33 of XG. So I think the 3-0 flattered them a little bit. And then over the weekend against Montpellier, again, scored three, but only generated 1.16 of XG. So, yeah, I do quite like the unders. The line is quite high, as I mentioned before. Game state is a bit of a concern. Um, Milan are kind of on the brink of going out here. And so I think lots of people are targeting the overs here. Kind of like the fact that Milan need to win. They think they're going to open up. I think they'll probably start Ruben Loftus-Cheek over Pabega. Go with Loftus-Cheek, um, Renders and um, Krunic in the midfield. If Krunic is fit, that probably makes them slightly more attacking threats. The first game between these two really should have gone uh, really should have gone under. The line was 2.75, I believe, on that day as well, but only a total of 1.91 XG was generated. As I said, I think betters are getting a bit carried away with the idea that Milan need to win. And they're going to be attacking gung-ho here and then uh, PSG expose them on the break. I'm, I'm not so sure that's going to happen, at least in the first half. The other angle with Milan's... Um, totals in the group stages so far is that they're under versus Newcastle in uh, match day one, which is their other home game in the group stage. Under's got backed massively in from 2.75 to 2.25. 
Newcastle were definitely a factor in that, and Eddie Howe definitely approached that game very cagely. I don't think that PSG are capable of the same, but it just goes to show that often money does come for the Milan unders, and I just think the the 2.7 line probably should be closer to 2.5. Minus 115, under 2.75 goals in the Milan-Paris-Saint-Germain game. Uh, Steve, you still with us? Oh, I'm up. Am I, am I, am I actually up here, Dan? <laughs> yes. Um, I, actually, I've no. got a couple of things to say about Go the on. PSG game. Be quick. Um, I forgot to look at the cards. Uh, this probably would have been a pick for over two and a half Milan cards coming back to at uh, minus 107. There's a Spanish referee, so that that really should cash. How is Radek Runic plus 300 with Bet Rivers to be carded again? Theo Hernandez, another one, plus 300. I mean, they really are dangling a big carrot here, Bet Rivers. Yeah, great shouts. Yeah, interesting. They cashed, didn't they? Certainly overs when it came to the cards on match day three. Um, Steve, uh, we've got Napoli Union Berlin for you here, which is a Wednesday 12.45 East thing game. Uh, Union Berlin on this horrible run at the moment, as we know, we seem to talk about them every single show. <laughs> Napoli are short price favourites. Um, you were on Napoli, Asian Handicap at the weekend in the European uh, preview show, and you're sticking with the Serie A title holders here. Yeah, same same handicap again, Dan. Minus 1.25 Asian handicap, minus 113. I mean, what am I missing here? This should be a comfortable win. Um, Union Berlin have lost their last 12 games in all competitions, like you said. Um, yeah, They have actually been more competitive in the Champions League, mostly at the Olympic Stadium, I must say, in Berlin. Maybe they kind of rose their level for those games, but I've just seen nothing from Union recently. There's just no sign on the field that they're improving. Um, they can't score goals. The manager should be under pressure, but it sounds like he's not because he's got more credit in the bank than at Fort Knox. Um, but how how much longer can he keep going on? I mean, I, I, Napoli fundamentally should have far too much for what is basically a, a Bundesliga side who are not even really a top-half team at the moment. So put it on that perspective, you know, Napoli know it's a great chance to get three points. Napoli have scored at least two goals in 10 games this season, so I don't think there's a problem with their offence. Very good chance they win to nil. Um, yeah, sometimes the most... I said at the weekend with the Napoli bet, it might be a bit of a square play, but these obvious bets are sometimes the best ones, really, Dan. I, at very worst, they should be winning the game. I just I've seen nothing from Union. And I do wonder now with, with the German outfit whether they've really got to think about their domestic campaign and just kind of... Yeah, the Champions League's nice to be in the Champions League, but realistically, let's get out of this competition. Um, focus may well be... They're in the relegation zone domestically, <laughs> so I think they might be starting to look ahead a little bit more. Um, so Napoli handicap for me, Dan, fairly straightforward one. But we've all been waiting for some positive regression when it comes to Union. We've all had a bit of a pop trying to play them somewhere or another. Uh, Will, you did it at the weekend. I mean, are you now thinking, I'll just leave Union alone? I should probably get my coach, shouldn't I, really? I've just been waiting for that regression. And, uh, yeah, over the weekend, four shots for Eintracht Frankfurt, three goals, um, albeit shots from great locations. They really were big big chances. So no complaints, really. Eintracht did deserve to win the game. But but generally, uh, Union have just been getting so unlucky. They're in, they're in, their opponent's incredibly high chance conversion. It's, it's something we've all been waiting for it to regress a little bit, but it just hasn't... Um, yeah, Union when they went away to Real Madrid in, in the in the match day one, they only lost one nil, but Real Madrid battered them. Uh, I think that was the start actually of their kind of demise. Um, Three point eight xg Real Madrid created on that day, and I can see a similar thing here. 
Um, it's a similar profile of game. So, yeah, I can't really see how Union hold on. Uh, Real Sociedad, Benfica for Will. This is uh, Wednesday, 12.45 as well. Eastern here. Uh, La Real, minus 112. They are favourites to beat Benfica. Had a shocking uh, group stage so far. Um, Real Sociedad, maybe unlucky not to get a point against Barcelona at the weekend. Will, you will know more about that one than me. Uh, talk us through your, your thoughts here and your play for La Real against Benfica. Yeah, Real Sociedad, very, very unlucky over the weekend. I was on them there, plus a quarter. Can't believe they lost that game. They really deserve to win it. Um, yeah, really just very unlucky, that one. Um, my main angle here is on the unders, though. Under two and a half goals at minus 117. Um, in all three of L'Oreal's Champions League group games so far, big money has come from the unders. The the big groups and sharp betters out there know there's something, there's an angle here with, with Real Sociedad unders. And they've been rewarded in three out of three. Uh, they've all three games have gone under, uh, as well as under two total XG being generated in each of those games. The line was shorter than this in the reverse fixture. It was the two and a quarter line. Um, and despite the one nil score line, somehow we've got a two and a half line here. I think the market's getting a little bit carried away with game state again. And it kind of dictates that Benfica will be pushing forward here. But if that wasn't the case at home in match day three, when they still had zero points and were at home, uh, what's going to change here? I don't think they're necessarily going to be that gung-ho. Um, I can see the money coming for the under two and a half here again. So if betters want to follow me in here, I'd advise jumping on this one quite quickly. Okay, minus 117 at the moment for under two and a half in the uh, Real Sociedad Benfica game. Uh, Steve, PSV launch uh, for you Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, PSV, this incredible record uh, domestically, but it hasn't quite been as easy for them in continental competition. Uh, what's the play here against uh, the league side? I am going with over three Asian goals at plus 120. So a, a bigger than normal price. Um, in a way, this is a bit of a moral victory for the books against me here because I was always going to... I've watched both of these teams quite a lot this season. I was always taking the overs here, whatever unless it's the line was stupid. but So I'm frustrated. I wanted to be on over two and a half, but it was like minus 143. And then I looked at the over 2.75 line, and that was frustratingly short as well. So I'm looking for a value, and I think over the over three line is actually probably the better value line if you are on the overs. It's frustrating that this line is, is so high as it is, but I, I do believe it would be a really open game. PSV, every single one of their matches this season, apart from one, has contained at least three goals. And that was the reverse fixture, the one-all draw. But it should have gone over. I don't. There were so many chances in that game. And uh, yeah, Peter Boss is really enjoying life. Uh, this it was a perfect fit for them. They're, they've won every game domestically. I mean, Luke De Jong, it's like a second coming of him, isn't it? 15 goals in all competitions, eight assists. Old dog. But he knows what he's doing. You know, he knows how to find the back of the net. And Lons, I've said for a while, I said the weekend preview show, I'm waiting for them. I think now is a good time to be siding with Lons as well. I think they can um, start to get on a good run. They're playing better football. They're still not converting the chances. They're the biggest underachieving side offensively in France this season in Liga. But maybe that can change in the Champions League. Uh, uh, fundamentally, I just think it's going to be a really good open game of football. PSV fixtures dictate this. Just they, they suck sides into shootouts. And unless a lot of chances are missed again, this should at very least have three goals. I'm really hoping it's not three exactly, Dan. I really would be angry. Um, I want this to go well over and cash on a nice plus money winner. But um, 
yeah, that's why I'm preferring the over three goal line because I think it can go significantly quite over. Uh, RJ, you've got a pick on this as well, and it's a similar theme, but we're looking at the prop markets and the shots on target specifically. Yeah, yeah. Looking at uh, shots on target here, over 8.5 at minus 106. So just to backtrack a little, the reverse trick fixture was a 1-1 draw between these sides, and it was only three shots on target last, last time out. So very low uh, efficiency, if you will. PSV, is, as stated, sit at the top of the Airy Divisi. Uh, 41 goals uh, in a short, I think it's 11 matches. They've scored 11 goals in their last two matches. They won 6-0 against Heracles over this weekend on the road. Uh, but this is a very important match. Looking at the table, uh, Lan is sitting in um, second place with, with five points, and PSV is at the bottom with just two, two points. Um, you know, Len just underwhelmed domestically, uh, very low XG. You, you know, the both sides are pretty resilient, I guess, if you will. They pull off draws against, uh, well, Len has pulled off draws against Sevilla and PSV. Um, pretty solid defensively. They've kept three clean sheets in their last four matches and they've, uh, managed to keep their uh, actually opponents from scoring more than once, uh, since early September. So, uh, you know, we usually target goals and, and some excitement here. That's, that's not a very good side to target. That's why we typically don't target them very much. Um, and PSV, a lot of pressure, as they say, sit at the bottom of the table, obviously tremendous domestically. Uh, leading the area division with with 11 wins and 11 games, but they've struggled and they're actually winless in 17 matches outside of the qualifying round and haven't secured a European victory at home since 2015. So historically, um, things are against them. But looking at the uh, metrics here, uh, let's see, PSV Len. So over the last 25 matches, in their respective home and away spots, uh, remarkably, PSV, 12 shots on target, right? 12 shots on target, a 9.2, usually four, and around just three against. Uh, Len on the road, nine targets, nine shots on target per match, 9.3 to be exact. They average around just under five, four, just under five against. The highest shot total um, for this round, and I, I really like this because of what's at stake again. Uh, over 8.5, normally the, the the around even money or up to like minus 120 is typically 9.5. This is low, and I think it's a little bit to do with the fact that, uh, you know, maybe the last time out was three and a half shots on target, even though they were in their reverse home and away spots. But over 8.5 here uh, is, is one of my favorite plays in this round. Okay, minus 106 over eight, eight and a half shots on target is the play for RJ and the PSV long game. One more game to look at before we very quickly run through some leans. This is Copenhagen, Manchester United. This uh, it sees Copenhagen at plus 325, United minus 117. Uh, the Dane Steve, incredibly unlucky not to at least draw at Old Trafford on match day three. This could be the biggest price pick we've had this season on any show when it just comes to betting a match, Steve. Yeah, I'm, I'm this is bigger take... than even a hot dog, isn't it? I think, but yeah, I, 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 it's actually plus 350 now at the time of recording. Uh, I'm gonna take FC Copenhagen to win to beat Man United. I think the shock is on here, or will it be a shock? I mean, to be honest with you, you, you're right what you say. I, I thought, I thought that 
FC Copenhagen with a better team at Old Trafford. I mean, that is a very, you know, football is a very, you know, subjective sport and there'll be loads of different opinions. But I honestly thought certainly between both boxes, they were the better team. And um, yeah, that's really worrying, worrying for Manchester United. You were right, Dan. We talked about United against Galatasaray a few weeks ago and you were the only one. And I think also on the Premier League show, you're about the only one. They're not very good, are they? They're, they're just They're just not. Um, they're they're really shocking. They, that, that performance against Fulham at the weekend didn't do anything to convince me. They got the win, which might do them some good, but um, I didn't see anything there that FC Copenhagen can fear. And I'd rather take them on the money line because rather than Asian handicap, because I think this match goes one or two ways. Either Manchester United's extra quality does actually show, and they put in a performance and they win with a bit to spare, or, or Copenhagen come out and get the shock. It's a it's, it's a tough place to go down the years. Bayern were trailing here for quite a long period this season. Um, they went City, to Galatasaray. City drew there, didn't they, last yeah, year? Yeah, it's not... Typically, you don't bet against FCK at home. Away from home, they're not usually very good. Um, but in terms of the group, they need the win, you know, because if they, they're they a prideful team, they won't just accept finishing bottom of the group. They'll try and finish as high as they can. They could do with the three points. Um, a draw, what does it really do for them? Not an awful lot, if you ask me. Um they would love to to claim the big scalp of Manchester United. It just it was just a price that just looked too big to me, Dan. I can't resist it. The the carrot has been dangling here. Manchester United are not a very good side right now. They've got injury problems galore as well. Ten Hag is the favourite to be next out in terms of managers for the Premier League. He's under significant pressure, and uh, I'm just hoping that they can put in another stinker of performance here. And that the Danes um, get the job done. I could see it being like a 2-1 or a 1-0 home win, maybe. Yeah, I think they're massive. I really do. Uh, let's just get a lean from RJ before we get Will's brief thoughts on United at the moment. You've got a lean when it comes to the corners. RJ, rattle through the stats for us here. Yeah, looking at uh, this matchup, um, Copenhagen, Man United, over 9.5 corners at minus one twelve. Um, it was close, uh, from a, from a metrics perspective, both sides average around 10.1 corners per match. It was around a 61 to 62% chance of over nine and a half corners, but I just kind of, uh, don't know what to expect to be fair from the home side. Right. I, I don't know, uh, to Steve's point, either they just come out and, and make use of, 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 of Manchester United and, and really produce some quality chances which i think they can but i i just figured it uh was safer to put this as a lean it's it wasn't one of my strongest strongest plays for sure okay lean over nine and a half corners just a little bit of value we think at minus 112 well what mm. do you make at united at the moment I, I just think when i see them play their poor every single time that they snatch a late win there's turn the corner headlines they're not turning the corner because they're not playing well for me. I mean, I don't know how you rate them. I don't know what you think of them from a betting point of view and if you think Steve's plays a good a good bet. I think from a metrics point of view, they don't look very good. They look quite poor. They've got actually a negative 0.27 XG um, supremacy per game in, in Premier League this season. Money's always going to come for United because they are Man United and um, all sorts of weird stuff, though, is going on at the moment. Like I saw Marcus Rashford today tweeted the United stand, which is a big kind of United Twitter fan account telling them to stop spreading rumors about him. 
things are just very strange there. It's it's hard not to think something's going on in the dressing room and that perhaps at least part of the dressing room isn't fully behind Ten Hag and, and you never really want to be betting on a team in those circumstances. And they didn't deserve to win the reverse fixture at Old Trafford. They lost the XG battle 169-222. to Do we think they're going to go and do any better away in Copenhagen? A tough place to go. Um, I don't think so. There's a price for everything, though. In previous seasons, you know, this plus 350 probably would have been plus 550. So you're getting a big reduction in price for that. Would I be betting the plus 350? Maybe not, but I certainly wouldn't be backing United at odds on. Interesting. Um, big game, Copenhagen, Manchester United in the context of the group as well. We've got two leans and then best bets. We need to get the through these uh, quickly. Uh, Steve, same group for you, buying Galatasaray. What's um, what's the lean on this one? Yeah, it's a, a lean of a very high goal line, over four goals at plus 125. And now... This would have been a bet of mine if the over three and a half line had been at, say, minus 105. I'd have happily gone with it. Fundamentally, I think there's at least four goals in the game. But the Champions League really frustrates me this season. The amount of things I really like, the price just isn't there. It's it really starting to annoy me, actually. And this is a fine example of it. Again, the 3.75 goal line's not amazing. Uh, so over four actually looks the best value if you like the goals. Feels high, but it's not maybe high enough with buying. Their, their fixtures are crazily high with goals and Galatasaray may well have the same approach they did when it went to Old Trafford. So I think over four Asian goals at plus 125 probably at least pushes. Yeah, I think Gala probably will uh, contribute to the to the scoreline, uh, but Bayern will probably win as they usually do with a group game. Um, and RJ, Arsenal-Sevilla quickly on this one. Again, we're looking at goals here at uh, Emirates Stadium. Yeah, over three at minus 114. I was very close to making this an official play. I think what kept me uh, at bay, so to speak, is just Arsenal's recent formula. Last last two matches, uh, losing 3-1 to West Ham. And then this past weekend against a tough Newcastle side. I mean, to be fair, Newcastle's obviously very strong side. So I wasn't expecting too much in terms of goals or a great performance from them. They obviously have a few injuries. I believe Gabriel Jesus is, is going to be out for this match. Um, however. Looking at this, uh, this could be a match where they just explode, right? Uh, at home, you know, Len in, uh, is sitting on their on their tail with just one point behind. I really, I really could see uh, goals in this match. Uh, it's it just kept me at bay because of their recent performance. But um, now that I say this, you know, could be three, three, two, four, one type match. Just, just does is one of my favorite plays to be fair. But uh, it's only a lean officially. Just a lean over three on the Asian goal line, minus 114 at the moment for Arsenal against Sevilla. Best bets, Will, what's your best bet? Match day four of the Champions League. I'm torn between the Lazio pick and the, and the unders in Real Sociedad. I'll probably go under two and a half in Real Sociedad Benfica just because it's backed up by the, uh, the shrewd betters coming for the unders in Real Sociedad games. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, Steve, your best play. It's got to be Napoli, minus 1.25 Asian handicap, facing a team that's lost 12 straight games in all comps. It's the wrong answer. Copenhagen's your best play. Uh, RJ, what's your <laughs> best play? Oh, I am going to go with Shakhtar Barcelona. Shots on target over 9.5. Good stuff. That wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time Champions League Edition. Many thanks to Steve, to Will and to RJ. Later this week, the boys will be tackling the Europa League. So watch out for the best bets in that competition. For now, though, from all of us, it's goodbye.